God says, I'm absolutely holy. Okay, now we've talked about all the, the Old Testament stuff. Let's go to Luke chapter 5. So New Testament, uh, third gospel, Luke chapter 5. I want to show you what happens in the New Testament when people get close to that almighty, awesome, holy God and see him as he is. And that's what happens in Luke chapter 5. Uh, Peter expresses we each need to respond like he did. We each need to see how holy, awesome, and powerful our great God and Savior is. Because when we see it, the, the first response should be what Peter does. What does Peter do? Falls down in front of Christ's knees. I mean, that is such a picturesque event. Peter, when he realizes that that Jesus, the friend, Jesus, the great teacher, Jesus, the nice guy, is that God of the Old Testament in human body? He falls right down in front of him, and he says, depart from me. I'm sinful. You see, the more we see God, the more we see our sinfulness. Now, uh, it reminds me, again, back in New England, uh, uh, when Bonnie and I were serving there, we used to have this couple that every Sunday night invited us over um, with our children to their colonial house. They had a house that was from the Revolutionary War. It was one of those, I mean, they could have filmed any of the Revolutionary War movies using it because it's so picturesque. But we always went after church, and it was always dark, and it was always by candlelight. And I mean, you talk about it was amazing to go into that 200-year-old house by candlelight, and all. it just made everything look gorgeous. And so we would eat there after church every Sunday night and our kids and we'd talk with them and everything. Finally, one time after a couple of years of doing this, they invite us over during the day. Oh my, I've never seen so much dirt and dust and cobwebs. I mean, it was, it was, it was terrible. I mean, it started, I started getting queasy. I started thinking, was that on the, on my plate? You know, I mean, it was just, do you know, I learned a lesson. You want to really entertain, turn all the lights out, have candles. You don't even need to clean the house. <laughs> just leave it like it is and put candles up. It just makes everything look really nice until the light comes on. And that's where you see the cobwebs, the spiders, the dead bugs, the dust, the dirt, and everything. Did you know most people like the darkness? Didn't Jesus say that? Men love darkness rather than light. Why? Because our lives are cobwebby and dirty. And our deeds are evil, Jesus said. But he came to turn on the lights. And when he turns on the light, we see our sin. And either we try and turn off the light. That's what they did. They didn't want Jesus. They wanted to extinguish the light. Or we do what Peter did. Watch what he did. Verse 4. Luke chapter 5. And when he, that's Jesus, had stopped speaking, Jesus was teaching from Peter's boat, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Now you'll notice I'm reading the New King James and there's a variant here. The majority text, the, the Western manuscripts, the, the Bible that, that is most seen in all of the apostolic, post-apostolic world, they have it plural. It's Jesus commanded Peter, let down his nets in the plural form. So it's interesting what Peter does. He says, let down your nets. And uh, Simon says, Master, 
Verse 5, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. In other words, I know this lake. I've been fishing it my whole life. I know where the fishing holes are. You are speaking. This is not the fishing hole. And I've already folded my nets and dried them on the shore. And I'm ready for going out tonight. And I don't want to get them wet again. Then I have to spread them out and dry them again. And I know what I'm doing. But, you know, isn't that how we obey the Lord? But, um, at your word, I will let down the net. It's singular in the Greek text. Isn't that interesting? It's kind of a grudging, partial obedience. You know what that shows me? God wanted to bless Peter with every net he had bursting with fish. Kind of like a going away present because he's starting the ministry. And Peter grudgingly, not knowing what the Lord's doing, not knowing his power, only put out one net. But look what happens. Verse 6, and when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net, notice it's singular, was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came, brought the boat over, and I, you can just imagine, I mean, just the commotion of this. I mean, fish are flying. I mean, they're just, as fast as they're getting them out of the net, they're throwing them in, and there's just more in the, and, and they filled their whole boat, so now they're filling the boat next to it. And both boats are starting to sink and are getting dangerously close to the water coming into them. So that's the scene. And right in the middle, verse 8, when Simon Peter saw it, Fish are flying. Everyone's excited. I'm sure the other disciples were counting. Wow. I mean, this is a year's worth of catch, you know. And they're calculating and everything. And all of a sudden, one member of the group isn't fish throwing. He's looking at Jesus. And it says, he fell down, verse 8, at Jesus' knees, saying, depart from me. For I am a sinful man, O Lord. Did Jesus say anything about sin? Did Jesus rebuke him for not throwing all the nets out? For not obeying him completely? Does Jesus bless even partial obedience? Any blessing is from the Lord. And how he wanted to show himself to Peter, even to Peter's grudging partial obedience, he showed himself. Why? For that response. See, the light came on. I think Peter was candlelight listening to Christ. But all of a sudden, the light came on. And he looked at himself. And he said, and, and, and his, his complete response was to fall humbly at the knees of Jesus. And he said, I'm not worthy to be anywhere near you. I know who you are. See, the more you know the Lord, the more I know the Lord, the more we see him in his word, the light gets brighter. And we have to regularly come and say, I, I'm not worthy, but I fall at your feet. And, and that's the, the humble, contrite heart that God blesses. By the way, keep reading. Verse 9, For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken, and so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. 
Don't be afraid of me and your partial, dis, your, your partial obedience and your kind of uh, giving me a hard time. From now on, you will catch men. See, that's what the Lord wanted to show him, how exceeding abundantly he could pour out his power on his life and ministry. So look at the response now, verse 11. So when they had brought their boats to land, which must have been quite a feat, overloaded and, you know, just barely taken on water and sinking, they forsook all and followed him. Isn't that amazing? That's the response of seeing God up close and seeing his awesome holiness and seeing our utter sinfulness. 